Good morning, everyone. Today is the 330th day of the year, leaving only 35 days ahead of us in 2018. Today in 1922, in Egypt, English archaeologist Howard Carter opened King Tutankhamun's virtually intact tomb. Today in 1942, Casablanca, directed by Michael Curtis, set in the Vichy-controlled Moroccan city of Casablanca during World War II and starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman, had its world premiere at the Hollywood Theater in New York City. The film was eventually nominated in 1943 for eight Oscars and won three, included, including Best Picture. Today in 1939, Tina Turner was born as Anna May Bullock in Nutbush, Tennessee. Some of us remember Tina's first mesmerizing live performances in the 1960s and 1970s as the dynamic vocal artist in the Ike and Tina Turner Review. Today, at approximately 2000 Zulu, or Greenwich Mean Time, meaning about 3 o'clock this afternoon, NASA's InSight lander will make its daring descent to Mars's surface. Live landing commentary should commence about an hour before, at around 2 o'clock. This past Friday, during one of the few clear evenings we've had lately in Down East Maine, folks were enjoying the full beaver moon, also known as the full hunter's moon, and, especially apropos of the temperatures on Thanksgiving and the day after, the full frosty moon. One set of my classes has moved from Sappho to Plato this past week, and we'll continue with his work, The Republic, until we make our last transition of the semester, which will be to the Acropolis and Pericles' funeral oration. The other set of classes has moved from Marx to Darwin, and we'll continue with The Origin of Species until finishing off the fall term with Harriet Jacobs's Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl. With a chronology in place, keeping the works distinct from one another is not too difficult. That sort of linear suggestion, three follows two follows one, works fine up to a point, and some interesting discussion might ensue if we adhere to such a schedule. We could say, for example, that the Greek poetess Sappho influences Plato in the way he uses myth to show mankind's emerging sense of reason and that without Plato's sensibilities, the building of the Acropolis in Athens would not have happened. And Down East Maine is connected, both linearly and elliptically, to those features of two and a half millennia ago. Consider the archipelago, the constellation of islands off Deer Isle and Mount Desert Island, and their resemblance to the many islands off the Greek mainland. And what of the entablature, the superstructure of moldings and bands that lie horizontally above ionic columns resting on their capitals. These are major elements of classical Greek architecture we see everywhere in the Acropolis, and the entablatures are further divided into the architrave, the frieze, and the cornice. Most Finnish carpenters who have worked on buildings in Down East Maine know this vocabulary as indeed structures from the 18th and 19th century almost always have extensive entablature included in the trim work of the building. 
where the elliptical augments the linear through the centuries is in the variations that occur. While the traditional form varies in its presence through time chronologically, glimmering and then waning and then glimmering again, like tides surging and ebbing and surging again, variations on those themes spiral initially from the original, then to the variant, and then in an adjusted rendition, landing again on the timeline. Nearly everyone, for instance, knows the words fascia and soffit, as in the vertical and horizontal trim boards, respectively, that face the viewer as he or she stands on the ground looking up at the eave of the roof. Fascia and soffit, therefore, have become the 20th and 21st century remnants of a once more complex entablature than we have now. In a different arena of civilization, fast forward from the first millennium BC to the middle of the 19th century, as Marx is analyzing capitalism, a system that concerns him greatly in 1844 as possibly being one that will serve only to dehumanize mankind. Fifteen years after Marx, Darwin has just published The Origin of Species, in which he writes of his theories of evolution by natural selection. This is two years before the beginning of the Civil War in the United States. In 1861, the year the Civil War began, Harriet Jacobs publishes Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl, in which she says in her preface to the work, Reader, be assured this narrative is no fiction. Today, in our linear run toward 2019, with barely a month to go, rocketing across the tundra at treetop level, catching occasional glimpses of white expanse, we pause between sunrise and sunset, loop largely up and around that moment of our willing suspension of disbelief, and then regain the track into the future. From thanksgiving to giving gifts, we recall King Tut, who proved long, long ago, since we found his treasure anyway, that you can't take it with you. From Orono, Maine, happy birthday, Tina. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs>